you ever wonder exactly what salt is and why we need it? Gonna find out on today's show, starting right now. Welcome to the Weird and Wacky Planet's Nature Just Got Real podcast for kids. Join KB Carr, author of the Weird and Wacky Planet series with Chuck Darwin, Tito and Captain Jack as they bring you the real skinny on what's really going on in the natural world. And now, here's your host, KB Carr. Hello, Planeteers. Thank you for joining me today. Today's show is all about salt. What is it? What's it made out of? Why do we need it? And we're also going to do a fun art project uh, that involves painting with salt. All right. But first, I want to welcome our new listeners uh, from France today. So thank you so much for listening to us and joining us. We're super happy to have you here. And this starts our third, or, or I should say, a new quarter for us, a new quarter on the show. So I did a few things to the set. So if you're watching us on uh, YouTube, um, check out the cool masks behind me, the African masks. So I got those at a yard sale uh, from, uh, from my sister's neighbor, Monica. Aren't those super cool? You can see those hanging on the background there. I changed that up a little bit. So a little something different for you. Anyway, so today we are going to talk about salt, and uh, then we're going to do a project, which I'm going to do here. It's a, it's a fairly uh, easy project, but uh, it's just something you can do with some salt. There's nothing wrong with that. So hold on just a second and let me find my little thing here, and then we will get started. All right, so salt, what is it? It is a mixture of sodium and chloride. And where is my, where are my notes? There they are. Okay. All right. It's a mixture of, like I said, of sodium and chloride. And uh, the, when we're talking about salt, we're talking about uh table salt or edible salt, which is what we're going to be working with today, um, which is salt that can be eaten. Um, the, and that kind of salt is made up of sodium chloride. And in chemistry, a salt is any neutral chemical compound, um, like a, a positive ions attached to negative ions. And the main kind of salt is, again, sodium chloride. Mixtures of salts in water are called electrolytes, and electricity is able to pass through electrolytes. Um, salt can melt ice because salt lowers the temperature uh, needed for liquid to freeze. And because of that, streets are treated with salt in winter. If the temperature drops too much, the salt is not effective, and then they have to use sand. And being in Michigan, I know a lot about that. So, all right. And uh, there are different uh, kinds of, of edible salt. There's unrefined salt, for example, like sea salt. And then there's refined salt, which is table salt, the kind we use. Uh, but you should know that um, 
not all table salt is iodized. And why the iodization is important is because that actually helps our brains develop in a healthy way. So take a look at your table salt and see, like for this one that I've got right here, it says this, uh, this salt does not apply iodine, which is a necessary ingredient. So, um, check that out and see if your salt has has iodine in it because if not you want to get that kind so when i go to the store today i'm going to pick up the iodized salt and then i'm going to use this for our project since i'm not going to be eating this anymore anyway all right so our project today i'm going to bring you down to my desktop here and we're going to take a look here hold on oh well jack wants to come in hold on a second come here <laughs> All right, hold on. Okay, you stay in your chair. There you go. Okay. So I've got you down to my desktop. And you should see my project. So I've got um, part of my project I did I did yesterday there as an experiment to see see how it would look. And so um, and then I drew another uh, thing. So this is the 4th of July project. So I chose to draw fireworks on a plain white piece of paper. And I actually have a, like a double piece of paper here. And I have this sitting on wax paper because remember when I glued my desk? Yeah, we don't want to do that kind of thing again. So I've got uh, my two pieces of just plain white paper. And I drew out my fireworks ahead of time uh, with just a pen. And you could, you could do that freehand. You could probably download some. You could probably look at some pictures on the internet and, and do it freehand. It's really not hard. Um, and then I want to take my saw, my, I'm sorry, my glue, and I'm using just plain Elmer's school glue here. And I want to go over the lines that I have made. So let's take a look here. Now you can see on the one I did here, I didn't quite get all my lines covered up. So I'm going to try to do a better job of that today. All right, so I'm going to just cover up my lines. And when I'm doing that, oop, all of these are just, you know, those things of firework, the sky when it kind of drips like that. I really like that part. And we're going to talk a lot about fireworks today. And Jack is going to be talking about uh, dogs and fireworks, which if you have a dog, you might know exactly what I'm talking about here. So all I'm doing is just outlining the lines that I drew. Um, I'm just going over them again with the glue. Just like that. So it's super simple. And you can see on this one that I didn't quite probably get that covered up. Uh, close, close. So I just want to make sure that my, my things are well defined. And you can have like a little dot at the end of your fireworks too, because um, you know how the fireworks like kind of a drip in the sky and you see that they have like a little bigger end of it. I think that looks cool. All right, I'm gonna close this up because you know, so it doesn't dry up. Guess how I know that. And I'm gonna take my regular table salt and then I'm just gonna go over it. Before I do that, because I don't wanna make a huge mess, 
I am going to put it on this plate. And then I'm just gonna go sprinkle all the salt on it. Right? Everywhere where I put the glue and that's gonna hang, that's gonna make the salt stick. All right, and then I'm just gonna go over it. You know what, I'm just gonna go over it again because I can. And I want that to be good and good and covered with salt. My glue. Woo! Pretty. Let's see how I did. See how that so so it looks like it's all it looks like puffy paint, but all it was was uh, school glue and salt. And just think of the stuff you could do. You could do this with any. Um, any shape in any time. I just, I chose fireworks because it's the 4th of July in a couple of days and I just wanted it to, to kind of look through there. There we go. Okay. So, and you know me, I'm not going to want to just do something normal. I want to do something extra cool. So I'm going to be using glow in the dark paint to paint this because I want it to glow in the dark. Why not? All right. And so I used, now, I couldn't just go ahead and paint them with glow-in-the-dark paint. I had to do, I had to do something to the paint or it would not go with the glue or it would not uh, absorb, salt wouldn't absorb it. So what I did was I took my glow-in-the-dark paints, which is what these are right here. Woohoo. And I put a little bit of the paint in some water because the water is the key to the salt absorbing the paint. So I'm just kind of shaking these up here. I made these yesterday. Okay, let's get rid of this. I have a lot of room here. Let's get rid of this too. Okay. All right, so I'm gonna uncover my paints and I'm gonna show you how easy this is but it does kind of have to be done in a certain uh, type of way. So let's take the lids off and I will show you what I mean. Wow, that was dumb. Okay. <laughs> and I shook these up a little bit because they do separate the, these, I think the, these are acrylic paints and I'm putting them into water. So, um, they don't mix all that well. So know that. So I did have to shake them up a little bit because they do separate. And I'm just going to take like this brush, brush, which is a very fine, um, it comes to a point because I'm not actually painting. All I'm doing is kind of dabbing. So Let's do my little thingies here. So let's see, I wanna make one green. So I'm gonna load that up and then I'm going to put it there. And can you see just how, so I'm not painting, I'm just dabbing. And can you see how that observes, that it, or, or the, the salt absorbs uh, the paint? Now, if I want a different color, I'm gonna have to get the first color off there and I'm going to dry out my brush a little bit and then I think I'm going to do 
I'm going to do a yellow, this one yellow. So I'm just dabbing it on. And then the salt absorbs my eye tip there. Let's come over here and do some orange. That orange one is really bright. And see how quick this goes really quick. This doesn't have to take a long time at all. So you could do several of these if you wanted to. Now that one's not having as good a time here. I think see what happened here is I got a little bit too much of the blobby uh, glow in the dark paint that didn't, didn't uh, mix well with the water. So that's what that looks like. All right. So I think we shall talk a little bit more about salt uh, as I do this. All right. So salt um, is like a crystalline solid that has, can, can come in either white or pale pink or light gray. And uh, it's usually taken uh, from the seawater or rock deposits uh, in the earth. And natural salt has a little, natural sea salt has uh, little parts and pieces of other minerals besides sodium chloride. And rock salts that can be eaten um, are sometimes a little grayish in color because of these other, other minerals. So that's an interesting uh, salt fact for you. There's one. All right, so sodium and chloride are the two elements that make up sodium chloride or salt. And both of these are needed for all living creatures, including humans. Uh, but they're not always eaten in the form of salt where they are found together in large amounts. Some people um, eat very little salt. Some, some tribes eat little salt. Salt is used to control the amount of water in the body. And a salty flavor is, is uh, also one of the most basic tastes that we have. And if you have a craving for salt, it might be that caused by not, not getting enough minerals, uh, uh, enough salt in your body. But eating too much salt can make health problems uh, more likely to happen. Like, for example, high blood pressure. I've got to watch my salt. I can't have a bunch of salt. So just, you know, know that you got to have it, but you don't have to get all crazy with it. Well, that blue just doesn't go well, does it? Nope. It didn't, it didn't go great. All right. Let's do green. I really like the green. Let's do a big long one with green. And for salt in the history of salt, well, another thing that we use salt for is preservative. So anything that needs to be preserved, most meats and that kind of thing, like uh, uh, processed foods are very heavy in salt because that, that preserves the food. It makes it last longer. And, uh, and we use it as a seasoning for flavor because things usually taste better when you add a little salt. What have I not done? I haven't done this one too much. Now, the history of salt... Um, is that people often traded salt for other things because it was a high value. 
so like in China and Greece and the Middle East and Africa, um, salt was used some, in some places that were used for money. And the word salary actually comes from the Latin word for salt because they paid people in salt. Isn't that interesting? So before we had money, we had salt, which is kind of an interesting uh, use of salt there. But uh, after we, we people learned how to get salt from the ocean, salt became a lot cheaper. And uh, the Phoenicians there in Egypt were some of the first to figure out how to do it. And they poured salt water on dry land. And then when it dried, they collected the salt and sold it. So that's pretty, pretty smart, isn't it? All right. Uh, let's go with another. We haven't done red. Let's do red. Ooh, that's pretty. All right. Another use uh, for salt was a way to punish a city by ruining, if, if in war, they would ruin their crops with salt. And this was called salting the earth. So that was, uh, they ruined the, the ground so that their crops uh, didn't grow. So that was kind of a salt abuse. We're going to call that. All right. We're almost done with our project. You know what the other thing you could do is you could also use, um, you could also do it like two at a time. So like I kind of did here, which didn't work as great with the blue. So let's take one of our red colors. And we'll do a part of it there. And then I'm going to take a green and go from there. Remember to you know, rinse off your brush every time. Um, and now I want to do a pink, maybe. Pink and the red kind of look the same. And a little blue, if it behaves. So that's kind of fun. You could do you could do different like multicolored fireworks, which would be cool. I really like the green. The green shows up really well. And I bet when we go to put the uh, put it the black light on it, it's going to show up even better. Okay, and maybe a little bit more yellow. All right, so we're about done with the project here. That's all there is to that. Now we wait for that to dry. And, uh, and then we're going to, I'm going to, I've got these little black lights here. Let me just show you what that looks like here. And all I'm going to see, it's already kind of starting to do it. It's not even dark in here. So this is going to make uh, my fireworks glow in the dark. And that green is like the best, isn't it? Woo, the blue, not so much, but the green and the orange. Um, even the red looks pretty good. The yellow is kind of, eh, okay. But you can see that in there. So if you've got a black light, I just use this little tiny one, but they come in all kinds of wands. They come in all sorts. If you put this under a black light, you will have glow in the dark art. Like I said, you could use, you could have, I could have drawn anything and then outlined it um, in my glue 
and then put the salt on it. The stuff makes it look like puff paint and then painted it uh, with, with these colors. So anything, you can do your name, you can do your dog, you could do all kinds of stuff. So that's it for today's project. I hope you enjoyed that. And uh, whoop. now you know a little bit more about salt. And like I said, I'm going to go get some iodized salt as soon as, as soon as I'm done with this show because we haven't been not been eating that. And I did not know that. So check your salt at home. Make sure it's iodized. If that's uh, what your table salt, if you're adding it to you, to your water, to your meals there. And uh, I hope you enjoyed today's project. Now, and now, now a word from our sponsor. Do you know what the fastest animal on the planet is? What about the slowest? It might not be what you think. Find out in the book Weird and Wacky Facts About the Fastest and Slowest. Part of the Weird and Wacky Planet series by KB Carr. Encounter them wherever books are sold and wrap your wings around your own copy. And now here's Chuck Darwin with our Word of the Week. It's time for the Weird and Wacky Word of the Week. The Word of the Week is electrolyte. It is a noun and means a chemical that conducts electrical current. It is used in batteries to make the ions flow, producing current. Electrolytes ionize when dissolved in suitable solvents such as water. Most soluble salts and acids and bases are electrolytes. See how many times you can use the word electrolyte in a sentence today and impress someone with your genius. Until next week, I am Dr. Chuck Darwin. Cheerio. Thanks, Chuck. And now here is Captain Jack answering a listener question. Got a question? Ask the captain. Ahoy, mateys. This week's question comes from Josh in Arkansas. Josh asks, why is my dog Rex afraid of fireworks? Well, Josh, your dog's ears are a lot more sensitive than yours. He also doesn't know how to be prepared for a holiday like you do, so it's a surprise every time and loud noises usually signal danger to a dog, so we tend to run away from that. Here are some things you can do to help your dog with fireworks. Distract him with treats. If you slowly hand feed him pieces of treats during fireworks, he may focus on that instead. You could watch a loud movie during fireworks. Mommy finds a long action movie and turns it up loud enough so I don't hear the fireworks as much, or I think it's part of the movie. But the most important thing you can do is to stay calm yourself. Rex looks to you for reassurance, so showing him that you are calm and there's nothing to fear will help him understand that there's no real danger. I hope that answers your question, Josh, and say hi to Rex for me. If any of you want to ask me something, just email it to naturejustgotreal at gmail.com. I'm always listening. This is Captain Jack signing off till next week. Bye-bye. Thank you, Jack. And now here's Tito with this week's Creature Feature. And now, the Weird and Wacky Weekly Creature Feature. 
This week's weird animal is a good one for the 4th of July because it lights up. It's the firefly. You don't think it's weird enough? I'm about to change your mind. Whether you call them fireflies or lightning bugs, they are neither one of those. They are beetles. I know. There are more than 2,000 species of fireflies worldwide. In fact, you are probably looking at multiple species just in your own backyard. Flashes are the firefly language of love, mostly from males looking for females. Each species has their own flashing pattern, so potential spouses from different species can be identified. So be looking for that. And not all fireflies flash. Some identify mates using smell. I don't think that would be as fun, you know what I mean? I'd rather light them up. The biggest species of firefly is huge. The female can grow to be as big as your palm. That's a big girl. She doesn't fly, but she does light up. I'll be looking in the tall grass for that one. Some firefly species flash in unison or synchronize their flashes, so they appear as waves of light and dark that ripple through the forest. These kind can be found on the east coast of the U.S., and there are festivals where people gather to watch the light show every year. Though probably not this year. Anywho, fireflies can spend up to two years in the larval stage, and that means that the fireflies you see now were born in 2018, and you won't see their kids flashing until 2022. Fireflies are threatened by light pollution because outdoor lights prevent fireflies from seeing each other's flashes, so they have a hard time finding mates. Other threats are habitat loss, climate change, and pesticide use. Turn off your outside lights at night during a firefly season and help a guy out. It also has the added benefit of a nice light show for you, am I right? I'm Tito, and I'll see you all next week. I hope you enjoyed today's project, Painting with Salt, and learning a little bit more about something uh, that's pretty common in our household. Again, check your salt. Make sure it's iodized. I'm going to go get some right after this. And thank you for Tito, to Tito for teaching us about fireflies. That was fascinating. I did not know they were beetles. And uh, now I'm going to go be watching the patterns. I saw my first fireflies finally last night. Um, this this is uh, airing what the second so it, or the third so it was the second I saw my first fireflies finally of the season, so uh, I'll be trying to uh, dim all the lights that I can give those little guys a chance, and uh, I hope you go have a a salty adventure in your neighborhood. That wraps up the show for today. Thank you to our sponsor, Weird and Wacky Planet. And thank you for listening. Thank you for caring and thank you for sharing. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Let us know if you do and we might mention you on the show. Until next week, go have an adventure in your neighbourhood.